What's up, Lashinistas? Welcome to the show. This is the Sassy Lash Podcast, where we talk about the ever-growing eyelash business. If this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. This podcast is dedicated to helping you grow as a lash artist and or lash business owner. So whether you work for a company or yourself, this podcast is for you. Hey guys, this is Mike and Shauna. We are the owners of Sassy Lashes. Our heart is to share with you guys our uphill battle in this lash industry and to show you guys what started out of our house in a tiny bedroom, extremely broke, has turned into an eight-figure company. We are here to encourage you during your lash journey and to share a raw, real version of what things are really like. In today's episode... Today's episode, we're going to be talking about three mistakes that lash artists make. Boom, I nailed that. Yeah, you In did. your face. <laughs> totally thought I was going to butcher that, huh? Yep. I did, yeah. He's rude against me, huh? <laughs> Not numbered by the estrogen lynch mob. Only one take. All right. <laughs> Very cool. Uh, before we jump into that real quick, this is part two of our uh, episode with Lash 411, also known as Miss Sandra Duarte. Mm-hmm. She was... Uh, nice enough to grace us with her presence. She's been actually coming around, shadowing us at our salons. Really cool. We actually got a chance to sit and just kind of talk with her and put our heads together and realize some of the things that you know that we weren't even doing right at our salons. Mm-hmm. And I think it's super important to, I don't want to call it like a mastermind session, but I think it's really good to be around other like-minded individuals to help you grow, not just as like a, a lash artist, but as like a salon owner, business yeah. owner as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so real quick, if you're not following her, if you've been living under a rock, <laughs> her Instagram is at Lash411 on IG. Uh, at Lash411 on YouTube, and the website is Lash411.info. Very cool. Also, real quick, we're doing another promotion for you guys. I know you guys love free stuff, so we are doing a giveaway this month. Actually, we're going to be doing it for the month of September and October. So we're doing another iTunes review contest. If you've won in the past, it's totally fine. You can win again. We're going to be picking three lucky winners. Ms. Vanna White, tell them what they win. Yeah, so we are giving away two um, master kits, which is a $550 value stuffed with our goodies. So exciting. And then we are giving away a mobile deluxe kit, which is a value of $650. As well as some leggings and shirts. Cute stuff. Cute cute stuff. Some scrunchies. Yeah. So all you got to do in order to win is go to iTunes, leave us a review, hopefully a good one. (laughs) I don't want to sound biased, but hopefully it's a good one. Uh, Take a picture of it, send it to as an email to giveaways at sassylashbrands.com. We'll be picking a winner at the end of October, and then we'll be announcing those. Also, we have some classes coming up. We're going to be in San Diego, September 9th through 13th. Scottsdale again, September 23rd through 27th. Cleveland, October 14th through the 18th. Houston, November 4th through the 8th. And Pasadena, November 18th through the 22nd. You can register for those classes at sassylashclass.com. Those are all five-day courses. We're going to teach you how to do classic mix volume, mega volume, marketing, fills, banana peel, full removal, uh, photo editing, you name it. It's a literally business in a box. Yeah. A ton of good stuff. Last but not least, LashCon 2019 coming up. Pasadena, California, October 19th to the 21st. If you haven't yet, get your tickets at LashCon.com. This isn't just like one of those BS events where they try to get you there and sell you more crap. This is literally some of the biggest names in the business giving you actual pointers and blueprints. We're all going to be there. Yeah. All going to be there giving you guys literally a playbook or the recipe how to become successful in this industry. Mm-hmm. So make sure you invest in yourself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, jumping into today's episode. Yeah. Sandra, take it away. <laughs> so, 
<laughs> hey there, Lash Artist. <laughs> it's me. Um, so we were talking about uh, some of the mistakes that we see a lot of Lash Artists make. And as I've been in the industry for about six years, how long have you been in? Since 2012. Long, Longer than me. We ancient. So, <laughs> yeah, we ancient. <laughs> we, um, we patented it. <laughs> but, <need> it soon. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but when I look back at my career and also, you know, just Current, current and day to day when I speak to newer lash artists and some of the concerns that they have and when they're asking for advice about certain things, I kind of see this recurring theme where there's just this kind of psychology that we have when we're a new lash artist that we um, unfortunately do certain things that could eventually hurt us in the long term. So let's quickly talk about those things. Mm -hmm. So when I first became a lash artist, I was so hungry. All I wanted to do was lash whoever I could get my hands on. The dog? Um, anybody. <laughs> like, if you were willing to lay on that table for three to four hours, yeah. please and thank you for free. Um, so therefore, I was now, you know, putting up my time, which our time is valuable, whether you think so or not. But uh, so now you're putting up your time and or you are um, going outside of a schedule because somebody wants to see you at eight o'clock in the morning or nine o'clock at night and you want to be accommodating. So we start to develop this thing where we put ourselves in a box that one day you're going to try and get out of it and you can't because you put yourself there. Mm -hmm. So um, when I look back, I wish that I had set more stricter boundaries within my business um, and so that I had this nice line between what was business and what was personal and then my clients treated my business like a business even though I was just the sole operator. Um, so the biggest mistake I see a lot of lash artists make is that we just bend over backwards. We don't take care of ourselves and we're just so Oof. quick to accommodate clients. But girl, the thing is, and boy, if you're out there. Yeah, um, discriminate. Yeah, Red. <laughs> you can't help them if you're not okay. Yeah. Take care of yourself so you can take care of your client. That means drink water <laughs> while you're lashing, <laughs> yeah. right? Because there was a time where I wanted to get one of those hiker backpacks that like, yeah. you know, you could like that's, take a swig that's of water. Sick. That's devotion. Um, yeah, right? Because yeah. it's like you could go yeah. a whole day like a revolving door exactly. back to that client mm -hmm. and never drink water. Or eat. Never yeah. see the bathroom. Yeah. Yeah, I used to do it all. Yeah, seriously, I would do it all the time. Like, <laughs> I think real. our issue was a, like a little bit different, just because like I became like a slave to my clients, just because we were so broke and like we literally had to make ends meet. So mm -hmm. I was so hungry, I would just take anybody. I mean, I was working till like midnight. Hey, you want to do a full set for twenty bucks? Sure. I'm like, <laughs> but you know what it is too? It's when you're a lash artist, we work for ourselves. You don't work, you don't make money. Exactly. Right, and that's why it's super easy to just be like, oh, you want to pay me to do so? Okay, let me. Yeah. But not if you were, you know, chilling on a Saturday night with your boyfriend or your family. Yeah. Not no girl. Those lashes can wait. Mm -hmm, exactly. They'll be there on Monday. Mm -hmm. You know. So don't bend over backwards so much in the beginning. It's more important for you to set your boundaries and set your business up how you would like it to run. We have. We're blessed as lash artists to have the flexibility of our schedules mm -hmm. and to be able to provide within that flexibility. Exactly, yeah. So if you want to work nine to six, you can. Mm -hmm. If you want to offer one night a week for clients, you can. You set your schedule. You can do whatever you want. What do you want to add? You're talking about when you were 
I just was thinking we need to do that now. (laughs) (laughs) For real. Like, if you're unhappy, if you feel burnt out, girl, it's time to take a weekend to just reevaluate your business Mm -hmm. and do it how you want it. And when you decide to let, you know, inform your clients, give them 30 days notice and say effective 30 days from now. I quit. No, kidding. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Go find somebody else. Business hours will be as follows. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you, if, some artists will offer their client out of peak hours, so after hours, weekends, and or day off at an extra additional price. Mm-hmm. Like, right now you don't know your worth because you're new. Mm-hmm. But five years from now, oh, yeah. you're gonna know. And you're gonna look back and regret it, yes. for sure. Yes. I would also just add to that is like, it's not just like performing like the actual art of doing lashes, it's like, on your phone like responding back to these yeah. clients like after hours like yeah i used to i like you know girls would be at excess like at two in the morning and they would text me like oh my god i need a fill and i would write back because i was so hungry and i didn't want that client to go elsewhere mm-hmm. and like i set myself up for a hundred percent disaster because mm-hmm. then they were like oh my god now you're you know you're not answering now and like you're you used to and yeah exactly so you really have to set boundaries as far as like the services you're performing but also like texting and phone calls for sure Mm -hmm. now let's talk on the flip side of that all right let's say you are brand new and you don't have the problem of trying to set boundaries and hours you are just now getting into this industry and you're like you know it's oversaturated you start having these conversations Uh with your own head saying you know you know they've already got so many clients how could i possibly get new clients there's so many other talented girls in the area they're doing Mm -hmm. so many crazy different looks and mega volume sets how am i going to compete with that and you start having these little conversations over and Mm -hmm. over and over until you psych yourself out yeah and to the point where you start finding excuses Mm -hmm. to quit before you even really got started yeah i love that you said that because i don't know why but they think that and they forget the one thing we all started at the bottom yeah what do you think mm-hmm. i walked into this shit and all of a sudden i had a full book of clients <laughs> yeah. like and i was busting out sets left and right no bitch like <laughs> no like um the best thing you can do for yourself is give yourself a chance and be realistic mm-hmm. with how this works now if you had a trainer who wasn't realistic if you fell for the gimmick of you can make a hundred thousand dollars after you take this training, yeah. that's not fucking true. No. I can I grab some of this shit? She do everything. Okay. That's not fucking true, okay? They sold you a fucking lie, uh-huh. okay? Because the moment you leave that class, it's gonna take you four hours to do that set and nobody's gonna pay you full price. You're not charging full price, okay? No. Now, granted, in the beginning, all your clients are full sets, right? But you make your money on fills. That's where you make your money. So, Residual income. Yeah. Coming back. And how do you keep them coming back? It's not only the lashes, but it's the quality of the whole service, the experience, mm-hmm. right? So this whole thing about, you know, oversaturation and whatnot, it's like, do you think that way about the hair industry? There's girls in beauty school right now. Do you think they're thinking about yeah. all the other hairdressers that are <laughs> yeah. out there, the nail techs? Eyelashes is still a very new part to this industry, and we are the most lucrative mm-hmm. part. Yeah. If I'm honest, Like, I went to beauty school, but I never really worked in a hair salon. And when I decided to get back into the beauty industry and use my license to pursue lashing, I was like, yeah, I'm not standing up in a salon all day when I could (laughs) sit all day and make, (laughs) you know, double what they're making and whatnot. But lashes is a very lucrative business and you don't have to underprice yourself. Mm -hmm. I totally get this, you know, there's, there's, 
starting new and not having the experience and not charging full price. But then there's lowering your worth when you do have good experience just because you're trying mm. to compete, uh, compete mm -hmm. right? So if I'm honest, don't compete. It's not a fucking competition. Yeah. And I say that because your work is your work. The experience you give your client is that when somebody comes to you, if they like you and like their time with you, they'll fucking pay the number, yeah. right? They'll pay it because when they go to homegirl and she's only charging, I don't know, half what you're charging and she's not getting all of the stuff that you're giving her, then she's going to realize why you charge what you charge. And especially if you're very transparent and you care and you communicate with your client about her lashes and things like that, all of these things, your price is about your education mm -hmm. and, and am I talking too much? No, no. <laughs> like your price is about your education and your experience. Like. I wasn't always charging what I charge now. You work your way up to that slowly Become through. Become the expert. Yeah, slowly expert. through education, slowly through experience. Um, I put up that meme, all you new lash artists, what you want you cannot buy. You will not get it in one course. What you need to become better is time and experience. And the sooner that you realize that and give yourself that chance, the better off you will be. Because the more you're stressing about this shit that you have no control over, mm -hmm. you're not going to get it just by doing one person today. Yeah. Like, you have to keep doing it. I just want to go back to, she said time and experience. I think nowadays there's this misconception. We live in, in such a instant gratification world where everybody wants to swipe for a date and they want to Postmates food and they don't want to wait for anything. It's like, woo, hair on fire, <laughs> taking out everything that, that, that gives you life experiences. Mm -hmm. So how do you how do you get that experience? You gotta go out and you just gotta do the work. Mm -hmm. There is no better educator than actually being in a situation where you glue someone's eyes shut or where you have to figure out how you double booked an appointment or somebody came in with two spider legs left for a fill and, you, need, and they, they, you know they need a full set and like you're sweating, you're like, how do I upsell them? All these things are a free education or a free- um, like, Clients are paid practice. For sure, mm -hmm. for sure. And there's no better, and so if you're looking to shortcut or you're looking to like cut corners or find these, there's, there is no like cheat code for it. You're gonna mm -hmm. have to like do the work like everybody else. You gotta pay your dues, man. Like we all went through it and I don't know why some of you think that you're not going to, or as if you think that we didn't. Yeah. We have all struggled mm -hmm. in the beginning. Yeah, It's like a rite of passage. It's it's a part of the to-do list <laughs> in becoming exactly. a lash artist or even just an entrepreneur mm -hmm. within self. Like, girl, it's just bound to happen. So just fucking put your seatbelt on and enjoy the ride because yep. it's coming. So yeah, it's not an overnight thing. And I would say too, like, cause sometimes I find myself there, like, even though I'm not a lash artist, like with the like supplies, I'm like, oh my gosh, there's all these other companies. And I still start to like doubt myself and I'm like, maybe it's oversaturated. So it doesn't matter. I think like what level it's always going to happen, but you just have to, you know, talk yourself out of it really. And you just have to just keep going, like keep going. It's not an overnight success type of thing. Like it's not going to be. You know what? It's funny. Cause we had this conversation yesterday. We're like, Mike, did you ever think you'd be doing uh, stuff in the lash industry? And I was like, well, no. When I was younger, I wanted to be a doctor, an astronaut, like everything else that every like, normal kid wants to be. So I, I can definitely say I didn't see my life taking a turn this way. But I will say this. Um, you know, we we're talking about, about psyching yourselves out. Listen, like she just said, everybody starts somewhere. 
there's no secret sauce. You got to go in, you got to put, put the work in, take your lumps. Mm-hmm. We all started at that level. And there's like times you like, you're going to want to quit. You're going to be like, I don't know if this is for me. I only had two clients in the last three weeks. You know, I'm having retention issues. Whatever you start telling you, whatever you tell yourself is what you're going to start to believe. That's mm-hmm. like period. Mind so if is you, a battlefield. Oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and if you start psyching yourself out daily and you're like, hey, you know, there's too many girls doing it. They're, they're way better. They charge more. They, you know, this is just isn't for me. And you start you start having that conversation, you're going to believe it. And there's going to be times you're going to want to quit. There's times we want to quit. I mean, we, I wanted we to quit, quit all yesterday. the time. <laughs> like the only difference between us and you guys out there is we, we didn't. Yeah. We just, we kept going. Mm-hmm. We had the mental fortitude to keep pushing forward and keep on like on that, that beeline, that course, that track to push forward and make this company successful. Otherwise, this thing would, we, I'd probably do still be for? doing mortgages. Yeah. She'd be burned out and quitting us. We'd have never brought other lash artists and fostered them. It had never been that progression. And so I think if you're sitting out there and you're thinking about quitting, just know we wanted to quit too. Yeah. She wanted to quit. Everybody who's ever done anything great in life or ever amounted to anything successful has wanted to quit. So whatever you're feeling is normal. Just don't do it. Push through it, honey. When you feel like you're going through hell, they say keep walking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best is yet to keep come. going because mm-hmm. it's everything's hard until it isn't. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I keep doing it. All right. What was the next thing we wanted to cover? That we had we had three really good points for you today. I think we want to talk about Let's retention, see. right? Mm, cleansing lashes. Cleansing after lashes. After. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what what would you say for? I know this is a big topic and it's always changing. People talking about getting them wet right away after other people saying wait 24 hours some people telling their clients don't do it at all weekends the fun <laughs> so what do you guys think about the whole um we we have we have becky and we have another girl that does it in our salon so they'll cleanse the lashes after um they do it just because it's like more sensitive clients mm-hmm. and um it helps get rid of any leftover residue, correct? Yes. Okay. So um, cleansing lashes probably came up about two years ago. Um, there's a chemist, Doug Shoon, who's kind of well-known in our industry, who works with Cyana Acrylates and sometimes speaks at events. Um, Jill from Global Effects, Hillary from My Brand Lashes, they were both who uh, two figures who also tried to bring more information to the lash industry about cleansing. So um, we all have heard wait 24 hours before you cleanse your lashes following an appointment and that was super true years ago so was you can use baby shampoo to wash your lashes um but as we all know over the years our head adhesives have improved um we are, we're using quicker drying adhesives now everybody needs to remember volume only came in in 2011 mm-hmm. which means volume adhesives quicker drying adhesives only came in around 2011, right? So before that, you may have had thicker adhesives, Mm -hmm. um, which took longer to dry, longer to cure, that maybe you did need a full 24 24 hours hours for curing. Um, That's not the case anymore. So first thing I want to say is if when you hear about cleansing lashes, if you're like, absolutely not, bitch, try it first, Mm -hmm. okay? (laughs) (laughs) Try it before you knock it, okay? Um, I've done it and I haven't experienced any issues. The key though is is knowing what to do. So the most important part that everybody needs to remember is you need to wait five minutes wait, before you do it. I'm not a math expert, but five <laughs> minutes and 24 hours was pretty close, right? No. <laughs> so after application, you've finished a fill and or full set, you place the last lash, now you should you know, be cleaning up your station, putting things away, throwing things out, doing a round of separation, making sure there's no stickies, and 
And by the end of that, now five minutes has gone by, right? Now, if you wanted to nebulize, nanomist, and or cleanse the client's lashes, you can do that too. So which clients do you cleanse? Well, you can cleanse anybody. Um, the main purpose is to prevent future sensitivities. So what some people forget is it's super possible to develop an allergy mm -hmm. you could be getting lash extensions for years and all of a sudden one day i wish you, you can't could tell it no to more. our customers <laughs> we've had some developing allergy to it years at the fact and all of a sudden they're like well my old lash company didn't yeah. right mm -hmm. or what did you do or you gave me an infection or you yeah. did yeah you no. didn't wash your tweezers right <laughs> right I, I maybe know it's the dirty girl but i washed those kids <laughs> <laughs> right but it, it's and that's like a little misconception, right? Yeah. So um, it's okay to cleanse. So the clients who may have sensitivities already, mm -hmm. um, if sometimes clients won't tell you that, you know, after they leave you, sometimes they experience burning. Mm -hmm. um, if they either get their lashes wet, if they teared, if they sweat, and they don't tell you that, you don't know. And somehow in passing one time, they let you know, and you're like, oh, you should cleanse your lashes when you feel that because it'll make you feel better. Well, if we cleanse our lashes after application, then we're removing those vapors mm -hmm. from the lashes. So what's happening is um, we place a lash. Vapors are just all, all around here, just like they are on your tile or glued, where your glue dot is. There's vapors all around that as well. The purpose of a nanomist or a nebulizer, it introduces the moisture, which then forces those vapor molecules to kind of like sit down and lay there and just chill out and not burn and or bother you. Um, remember, moisture cures adhesive, mm -hmm. right? So five minutes after application, you wash them with a cleanser and now you're removing all of that. So it's a good point. And it feels good too because oh, it feels so good. um you know there's that tight feeling mm -hmm. sometimes and me personally I don't like my lashes like until 3 days later. Oh yeah. After mm -hmm. because once I've gotten them wet a few mm -hmm. times and cleansed them. I'm not going to nod my head pretend I know. Right? I've got to say <laughs> like, like mm -hmm, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> like you know, right? You know. Um but I love yeah. it the third day. <laughs> so loose. Yeah. <laughs> They're like just perfect. Um, yeah, no, but cleansing afterwards, it feels good. Mm -hmm. Some clients actually like it now. So it's okay to do. Very and cool. if you're unsure, just do it to one eye. Remember, wait five minutes. Yeah. Very cool. What was the last thing? We want to talk about crystallizing. crystallizing. Can you yes. explain to them what crystallizing is? We're not talking about making meth. Okay, yeah. so blue magic. No, no hater comments. Like, <laughs> like really, like no hater comments on this. So again, like I've said before, it's super important. You got to keep an open mind. There's mm -hmm. so many options that you have. Like, I think within any industry, it's like a diner. Like you get the menu and you've got yeah. all these things that you can pick and choose from. It's just you pick how you want to apply them to your business and your technique, right? So, and not everything is for you and doesn't have to be. Nobody's forcing That's you. That's right, giving different variations. Yeah, yes. nobody's forcing you to do anything, um, but try, right? So um, with crystallizing, that is a form of kind of pre-making your own fan. So in our industry over the last two to three years, actually more than that, we've had, we have pre-made volume fans where uh, they are manufactured in advance by a company and it's, over the years they've gotten a lot better. Mm -hmm. But there was a time where you had like a 0.20 base mm -hmm. for a 3D fan. Yeah, it was super thick and really not safe for the natural lash watch. diameter. Um, and so, of course, as everything is starting in Europe with volume and, mm -hmm. you know, um, so there was a technique developed whereby you kind of just 
pre-make your own fan. You hand make it and then you seal it yourself and you can store it and keep it for later or use it right at that moment. So what you're saying is after they would pre-make their handmade fan, whether it be 2D, 3D, whatever, 5D, mm -hmm. they would then put the sealer on it? Not sealer. Oh, okay. They're going to dip it into adhesive okay. and just seal that base so that that okay, fan gotcha, will stay gotcha, open. Gotcha. So if I'm not ready to place it on the natural, I say I'm practicing. Right. I'm just practicing making fans. Why not keep your practice, right? Gotcha. Um, so, and you can keep that for later and use it on a client if need be. Um, so actually let's go right into that because that is one of those things that I personally, I'm guilty and I can admit when I'm wrong. Uh, when I first heard about pre-making fans, pro, I, I came up with the word and I call it pro-made, pro -made, right? <laughs> yeah. Because I read this article or this content from Lux Uncut one day and she was talking about pre-made versus what we now call pro-made and through the whole paragraph she just kept saying pre-made 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 and i was like but which one are you talking yeah, about confusing. are you talking about ones that i made or ones that they made mm -hmm. that i came in a tray right, right, right. so pro-made means made by a professional that's me and you right <laughs> so um pro-made is you're just is that where I was going? Was just yeah. yeah. Right. Sorry, I lost my train of thought that quickly. <laughs> um, so you are going to hand make your fan ever so slightly, just dip it into the surface of the glue. Um, the first techniques and our ways of doing it was sealing it with your finger. Mm -hmm. But over time, we all know you're not supposed to touch. Yes. You don't want to get adhesive on your skin. So some of us have come up with other ways. Some people will put like a tape on their fingers and seal it that way. Some people will um, have a wet sponge mm -hmm. and then dip it on that. Some people will have like a sealant solution. Did you say a wet sponge? Mm -hmm. So you pre-wet the sponge? Yes, because moisture will mm -hmm. seal it. Got it. Right? Wow. Um, some people will I'm use- some new stuff over here. <laughs> some people will put a drop of sealant or like super bonder or um, I think you can, you, I don't want to say lash cleanser, but it's, it's a solution, mm -hmm. right? that will also seal the adhesive and uh and then you can use it again later so i know mm. some people are like no double dipping you can dip it twice not more than twice um that first mm. dip too is super light that right. first dip is not like the dip that you the regular dip yes it's mm -hmm. not like the dip that you're taking to go put it onto the natural lash it's like so micro that you can't even see wow. it there mm. i was gonna say we get some pre-mades right Sitting yeah the, they're heat uh, bonded yeah. They're already mm -hmm. pre-bonded. Or you just go around our uh, bathroom sink and see all the ones my wife has washed off. Oh, yeah. Or picked around. off. Yeah, picked off. <laughs> like a psycho. Yeah. No, that's a really good... Uh, that's awesome. That's I'm glad really that's, that's a good explanation. Yes. You know what I mean? Because in, in the industry, people would automatically go, you, you, you pre-make your fans, then double dip. That's automatic. No. So I like that she's actually not just shed light on it, but has given you a different take on it and why. Because everybody's so quick to jump on the, I hate wagon, uh -huh. and not figure out why first. So, and yeah. guess what? I was on that fucker. I was on that wagon. Mm -hmm. um, I took a class. I learned a little bit more about it. I started using it. I took another class and learned a little bit more about it, different ways that I could use it. And then I found my way. Hmm. of how I wanted to use it. And that's what you should be doing with everything that you learn, finding how you want to apply it, right? So in the beginning, I was like, absolutely not. I am not sitting here for two hours before a client comes and pre-making these fans myself because what I found when I did try it was I was there for two hours making fans and there for two hours putting them on, right? right? So now that's four hours and I'm exhausted by the yeah. end of that, right? <sighs> um, when I took the next class, they were making their fan, crystallizing it, and then placing it on 
right onto the client. And then I realized, oh, the advantage here is my fan stays open and symmetrical, mm -hmm. and I can use crystallizing in this way, right? Yeah. So now it's like, duh, right? So that's how I like to use it now. And if I happen to be practicing um, making fans, you know, in between clients, I will keep those because ever so often somebody comes in needing a full set, not a fill anymore. Yeah. I might not have the time or, you know, by the end of the day, I might be burnt out because I've been making fans all day working on people yeah. and you just, you know, you just need a little help so you can use your fans that you made while you were practicing keep your practice don't throw it away that's a waste if you throw it away yeah so keep it and you can use it for later very cool mm -hmm. very 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 cool i just learned so much very cool it. yeah my mind's blown <laughs> mind blown <laughs> oh and how to keep it right so you can it? actually use the website for this. If you go to the lash411.info website and or if you go to the Instagram page, it's recently posted. I don't know when this is going to air. Um, there's two posts on how you can store your pro-made fans. You can either store it on a tile that has some double-sided mm -hmm. um, adhesive or tape. tape. Yep, that you could stick it to that. Of course, you want to detack that first. And or you could use like a medicine pill box and label it. Oh, the length, the, the curl, the wow. diameter, and make tip. your fans in advance. Wow. Awesome, awesome stuff. All right. I want to thank Lash411, Ms. Sandra Duarte, yes. for hey. coming on and dropping all this stuff. So much fun. Thank you for we having don't, me. Yeah, we don't normally get to feature guests, but we're super excited. She's obviously a foremost authority in this industry, and we, we do value her thoughts, opinions, everything she's brought to the table for you guys. And as always, we try to give you guys the most cutting edge, up-to-date information so you guys can stay abreast as well. Yeah. Other than that, that's all we have for you today. As always, if you haven't done so yet, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast or to our YouTube channel. Also, make sure to... What? Refer what? a friend. <laughs> Refer Sorry. a friend. Sorry, I was going to say one more thing. Like, I urge you guys to, like, hit up Sandra. And I think it's a huge investment. Um, it's the best invest investment you can make as an individual or a salon to have her come and just view your stuff. I mean, super chill. Like, the way she like describes things and breaks it down like it's never like offensive like she comes in and she's gonna better yourself or your business so I highly recommend you have her come into your place of business and get some insight because it's only gonna make you go further as a business owner or a lash artist she took pages of notes like I saw I'm like what's yeah. that phone book she's like well, those are notes I took on your girls <laughs> yeah I was reading them it was like so and so twirls her hair too much texts her boy no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just but in the event that you know if I can't come to you or you can't have me come to you, there's also FaceTime mentorship calls. Yeah. So if you need a quick little pick me up, you need advice, you need to ask a question. If you don't have a trainer or a mentor who you can talk to, um, you need a kick in the ass, you need a cheerleader, whatever you need. I mean, I, I know a lot. Mm -hmm. So we can do 15 minute, 30 minute, 45 minute, 60 minute FaceTime mentorship calls on Mondays. All you have to do is schedule it. Very cool. Awesome. All right. That's all we got for you guys. Until then, we will see you in the next episode. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.